Hey, this is Chris. Before we get to the show, let me tell you a little bit about Anchor. Anchor is our way of we record podcasts. Fantastic. Let me tell you why. It's easy. It's free. There are creation tools that we can record and edit your podcast right from your phone and your computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you. So it can be heard on such um, providers as Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many, many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need in a podcast and so much more. Check out Anchor, and you can find it all in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Anchor, it's a fantastic way of creating your first podcast and making it work. All right, back here in the Ohio, and, you know, kind of like um, in Ohio, we've got this vaccine-million lottery that, you know, the jury's out for if it really helped get more vaccines or not. But, hey, it gave us content, you know. We have content here on the podcast. We have content on our um, in the paper that we work for. You know, we've had a lot of stories about vaccine-million. Well, just like Vaximilian, one thing that's given us a lot of content is the Friends reunion. We haven't talked about it quite as much here on the show, but I think, Craig, you've talked about it in some of your special programming, and, um, you know, we've mentioned it here. Um, how long ago was this? Like a month ago when it debuted? Yeah, they, they did the – no, I didn't watch it. I'm not a Friends fan. I'll just be upfront and honest right then and there. I I think I never really watched the show. I've caught maybe a few episodes here and there. I'm aware of what a show what the show is and what it's about and everything. Uh, but yeah, the Friends reunion, which was obviously slated for last year, but due to the pandemic, they couldn't shoot the, the reunion and they ended up delaying it. Ended up I believe they ended up posting it on May twenty seventh, which would have been the one year anniversary of HBO Max's release. So it kind of worked out that way. Um, but, yeah, they, they released it, I think, on May 27th. Okay. Well, it's May 27th, and, I mean, we're taping this as of June 24th. So by the time we release this, you're listening to this. I mean, you know, we're a month out of this. <clears throat> but, man, we still have Friends content. And I agree with you, Craig. It kind of sucked. I don't have HBO Max. I saw a couple clips that were around YouTube. And... What frustrated me is during the pandemic, you know, everyone's having reunions, which is great. Hey, if I like the show, I'm down. Right. I watched, I think, Frasier had at least two. And, and when I say reunions, it was Zoom calls where they had former actors come on and talk about the show. And if you like the show, I mean, I like King of Queens. I like Frasier. Right. Hey, I'm down. I'll watch that. But it's a Zoom call, and you can watch it for free. I think I saw both on YouTube or whatever. Right. You know? Free, okay? So, you know, friends get back together, and you don't know if they're making new episodes, you know, when this thing first got announced, but it turns out to be a, I mean, they were in person, I guess they could hug each other and everything, but it was kind of like a Zoom call reunion in essence, you know what I mean? They just sat there, they shared some memories, I think they did a reading of an episode, which King of Queens did during their free YouTube session. And, you know, I don't mean to be greedy, but if you want to impress me, come back together, you know, do a mini season of three to six episodes and say, hey, we're closing out the story and everything's fine. I'm with you, Craig. I'm a Friends fan. 
Um, you know, so I probably wouldn't even watch that. But let's get this. Let's step it up. Let's do something different than the other people are doing, especially when you're putting it on a pay, you know, channel or a pay streaming service. And and Grant HBO Max is a lot more going for it than just a friend's reunion. But geez, HBO Max hyped the freaking thing up. Like, you know, hey, you better get HBO Max if you want the Friends reunion. So, you know, HBO Max was hyping it. Well, there, yeah, there's a reason for that, though. They spent a lot of money. I mean, two of the biggest things that they purchased were Friends, uh, the, the, the entire library of Friends content, and then also uh, South Park were two of the biggest purchases that they made to try to kick off HBO Max. So um, I'm not surprised that they would publicize this and want to have a reunion because obviously for some people they want to binge watch the show again maybe on hbo max and then oh well what's what else is out there well hey here's a you know reunion special so um i don't know what their numbers look like as far as you know people streaming friends slash you know the the friends reunion special but i'm sure that you know they're going to try to publicize as much as possible because they spent a lot of money on that library to try to kick things off and really entice people to change their service providers from a Netflix or whatever to come here to HBO Max. So, but doesn't uh, that doesn't that money go directly? I, I mean, maybe it doesn't go directly to the Friends characters. I'm sure part of it goes to the distribution company, and everything. But don't they get a lot of that money, like Jennifer Aniston and Matt LeBlanc and the other people on that show? Well, I'm sure that they, you know, to do this reunion special, they had to pay them fairly handsomely, um, you know. But, but what I'm saying is, what was the money that they spent to acquire the Friends library? I mean, well, they spent, um, it was either $500 million or $750 million to stream the Friends library of shows for, I think, 10 years. So they'll have... right. A ten-year contract. With it. So I guess what I'm saying is, in that five hundred, seven hundred fifty million, whatever the number was, doesn't the friends get a kickback from that? Right. Oh yeah, I mean, I'm I'm sure that there are syndication. You know, they yeah. still, they still get paid for TBS showing it or Nick at Night or whatever, whoever else shows Friends. So yeah, they still get you know you know their their monthly checks or whatever they probably get. Um, I would imagine that it would be no different than being part of the contract, but I would imagine that that would be part of the contract. So, you know, you're buying the library and you say, this is what we want to offer. And they say, okay, this is how much we're going to get out of it. This is how much we have to kick back in royalty fees. So I would imagine that all of that is incorporated into your offer um, because I'm sure that. So you guys need to do a reunion special if we buy it. No, no, I, I think the, um, you know, the reunion special was more of a how can we make this new and something that people can't see? Because you can watch Friends on TBS or you can find your ways to maybe watch Friends on some other channel or whatever if you have cable or whatever. So, I you know, these reunion specials, you know, the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air did a reunion special on HBO Max. Um, so I think a lot of it comes down to would you be interested? They go to all the actors that are interested. They say, okay, you know, this is how much we'll pay you to appear. I don't, the reunion special really has very little, if nothing to do with buying the rights for the programming. 
That's not to say that they would have had a reunion special without having the rights to the Friends episodes, but the the reunion special is something that they say, well, we we expect a lot of people to watch this, which means people are going to subscribe to it. So we'll pay Jennifer Aniston this amount of money or David Schwimmer this amount of money. Do you think, okay, say it was $500 million, and we don't know the exact figure, but let's be conservative. Say HBO Max paid $500 million. How much do you estimate? And again, you're a pop culture reporter. You know more about this. Obviously, you haven't, you don't have the exact figure. But when you say it would have to be at least, what, $10 million if it was $500 million, each of the friends got yeah, I mean, I don't know how they, you know, because I and I don't know too that you know because this is on streaming that it's not. Maybe it's maybe there's different syndication rights because syndication usually meant, is meant for cable, where you know the the standard bearer used to be once you got to a hundred episodes, your show could be syndicated. Now it's a little bit less. You don't have to get to a hundred episodes to become syndicated. It's a mostly about people just buying libraries and wanting to play right. the, those shows, but. There may be there may be different standards for like a, a streaming service. Like maybe HBO Max does not have to pay, you know, or maybe it's not a part of an HBO Max deal where you still get your stipend. I'm sure that there are some royalty fees for appearances on on being on TV, but it may not be the same thing as syndication where you get like a monthly check. Maybe it was worked out in the deal that out of the 500 or 750 million dollars maybe each friends cast member got 10 10 15 million a piece and then the rest of it was essentially to buy the rights to stream that show it, it's well, possible or it may be possible that all of it was just given to the you know the production company and then they have to distribute the syndication money from their own pockets possibly and Nostalgia is becoming a really, really big deal. I talked to Jeff Timmons, and, and you know people still like ninety eight degrees, but let's be honest. And I think in the interview where we talked to him, Jeff was honest. Ninety d- degrees is popular right now, and they're touring again because I think part of the effects of COVID is we're embracing stuff of our youth. That's why baseball cards are a little bit more of a thing now than they were even five years ago. That's why, you know, Frazier, Friends, Seinfeld, you know, they got a little bit more popular during the pandemic. Man, 10 million. Can you imagine? And yeah, I know Friends is one of the more iconic TV series of all time. But, geez, to get that, you know, when you don't have to do any work. Yeah. I, I, and I get frustrated because, yeah, if you like Friends – it's a selling point for HBO Max, but it's a show that if you have cable, you can tape and watch. I know you can't watch the whole series or anything else. Five hundred million is a lot for a series, and if I'm HBO Max, what I would do is I would say I would bump up that figure even more. But I would say, oh, we want to do a new season with Friends reboot. Come on. Well, man, because you've you've got to make that money worthwhile. Because yeah. man, five hundred million, just so if if Craig's sitting there and he wants to get in friends, he can watch the whole series. That's a, t- a ton of money for an old show. I mean, I'd right. sit here and say I pay you eight hundred million, but I want another season of ten episodes. Like you don't have to do a hundred episodes. You don't have to commit to everything. But I want new content I can share people. And and the reunion didn't really do it for me. You know. 
Well, you know, and I, I just kind of looked it up too. It looks like the the Friends cast was going to make like between two and a half to three million dollars for just the return for the one off special. Um, so obviously, and I, and I did see too that the company that that Warner Media paid more than four hundred and twenty five million dollars to get the rights for Friends. Um, so, you know, and, and that that's sort of the big thing, you know. I mean, HBO, you know, Warner media you know they bought three or four big properties they bought friends they bought the big bang theory and they bought fresh prince of bel-air and south park so they bought four really titanic series that had long episode lists a lot of episodes over 100 or in some cases close to 200 and you know they they hitched their wagons that people would 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 jump ship and say well we want those are the series we want to watch they're both new and old and a little bit of both. And that those are the, those are what we want to watch. And, you know, I don't know how much the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air reunion paid their actors. I'm sure with Will Smith being involved, it had to have been a pretty penny, too, because I don't think he's just going to do some random special for a couple million dollars when he's uh, essentially a $20 million movie guy. But, but, but dude, we're, we're in the wrong business, man. Yeah, we are, yeah. I, I mean, I know Will Smith, his time is worth it. But, man. Yeah, you, you know you, and if you're listening to the show, just YouTube it. I mean, and granted, like Frazier, it, it turned out to be a little bit more of a fundraiser. So if you could skip past the fundraising pitches in there, or even if you just listen to it, it's free. You know, what I mean, I don't know what those guys got paid. They probably did to help a fundraiser. You know what I mean? And that's probably why King of Queens did that too. But holy crap. I mean, I know Friends is a little bit more iconic than King of Queens was, I guess. But my goodness, we're in the wrong business, Craig. Yeah. I mean, we're, I mean. Yeah, I mean, and as far as your idea that, well, you know, people want to see more Friends, I don't, I don't even know that they care to see a, a revival of a series. I mean, Sex and the City is getting a, a revival on HBO Max, but it's almost like people, they don't want new friends shows. They just want what's already in the library, which is over a hundred episodes. And then you get the reunion special. I, I personally, like I said, I did not see the reunion special. I have no clue if it's good or bad. I, I tend to think that reunion specials are kind of stupid anyway. Yeah. So I don't have any desire, even if it's, you know, something that I, you know, a sitcom that I watch or whatever. I don't really... I don't really get the benefit. I don't really see the benefit of reunion specials. I don't think they're that important to me. Some people they are because they just want to see the cast back together after 15, 20, 25 years. So I get that to a degree. But at the end of the day, you know, I, I think it's people just kind of clamoring for reunion specials. And and they're, they're, it's probably easier to produce a reunion special than it is to say, well, let's see if we can come up with 8 to 10 new episodes of Friends or 8 to 10 new episodes of king of queens or whatever it may be here you don't have to you just have a one-off hour hour and a half you know reunion they get paid well for that hour hour and a half you have less production cost for it and everybody's happy and you make a lot of money and i'm sure that you know because that's always going to be on hbo max that people are going to subscribe to it you know their subscription base has gone up over the last year since they began and they anticipate more. Now, I think a lot of their new subscribers have come through the, you know, the same day release movies that are in theaters and on HBO Max. 
but things like Friends and things like Big Bang Theory and things like Fresh Prince of Bel-Air and South Park certainly help keep people there because they want to binge watch or they want to stream their shows. And then a reunion special is a great capper for that. Well, maybe these streaming services need to invest more in into the person. Like you see Netflix doing that. I mean, they bought up. I, I think they have like Jim Gaffigan's next couple comedy specials. I think um, Adam Sandler. I mean, I think they have exclusive deal for Adam Sandler movies. Right. Now, you could say, well, those movies aren't that great, but they've got them exclusively. So but Netflix I, has a lot of money, and they've thrown it yeah. all. And I mean, you know, they're, 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 you know, George Thomas and I talked about this. You know, HBO, Warner is basically was, Warner Media was investing $2 million into new original content, whereas uh, Netflix was investing like $16 billion. And a lot of that goes with, Hey Adam Sandler, here's five hundred million dollars. Go make us two or three movies, or you know, here Jim Gaffigan do a couple of stand-up specials for X amount of money. So it's it's beneficial when you can ink some of these stars to exclusive deals when you know that there's a big Adam Sandler fan base out there, and if you have Adam Sandler content, people in people that like Adam Sandler are going to say, well, I guess I got to subscribe to Netflix because that's where I'm going to get. A lot of these new Adam Sandler movies, so it's a it's a wise decision, I think. You know, and Netflix has a lot of money to throw around. You know, there was a lot of people talking about. You know, Hulu had the has the exclusive rights up until I think July first here on Seinfeld, and then it's going to go over to Netflix. And Netflix is spending, I don't know. I mean, they said it was going to be a lot more than what Hulu spent, which was one hundred and thirty million dollars for those domestic rights, and. Hulu, basically, some people were saying that it wasn't really that beneficial to have Seinfeld on Hulu. So maybe Seinfeld had lost their their steam a little bit as far as popularity. But then Netflix over here is losing The Office and some other programming. They lost Friends to HBO Max, and they lost uh, The Office Peacock. So they probably look at it like, well, we need to have some sort of a library of a hit show that people will maybe gravitate towards. But understand how ridiculous that sounds. And, and what you're saying, yeah, you're saying the facts. You're saying what happened. But, geez, freaking A. I mean, $130 million for Seinfeld. I love Seinfeld. We have a Seinfeld <laughs> podcast on this network. Right. But you're paying somebody $130 million to say, hey, you could run Seinfeld on our network. You know what I would do? I would say, okay, we love the characters in Seinfeld. I would approach each individual person and say, hey, Jerry Seinfeld, what's going to take if we sign you exclusively? You know, if you want to do one of your comedy specials, if you want to do more comedians in cars getting coffee, if you want to develop another sitcom or whatever, you know, even with different people, maybe it's a Jerry Seinfeld back deal or even Michael Richards. I know Michael's kind of gotten out of the industry, but, you know, people say he should come back. He just made a horrible mistake 10 years ago. Well, hey, Michael, we're going to sign you. I know you haven't done much. You know, we'd like you to develop something, whatever it might be. It could be a documentary, whatever. Right. You, you know, Jason Alexander, I know he's a little bit more in the theater now than he is in comedy. Hey, could we present a Jason Alexander theater thing? Because if we're in love with these people, which we like them, why not? You know, I don't know. Well, uh, we're, Jerry Seinfeld just got a, a new deal with Netflix. I mean, he signed a hundred yeah. million dollar deal with Netflix. So, I think that's kind of what you do is is you you try to buy talent and say produce stuff, you know, and and you hope yeah. that people are still popular enough to uh, 
to get those subscribers, you know, for a Jerry Seinfeld. I, he's going to have a movie about, I don't know if it's going to be a fictional movie or a documentary, but he's going to have a movie about his obsession with Pop-Tarts on Netflix. Now that seems a little bit of a stretch. Yeah, you've lost me. <laughs> that's a, that seems like a little bit of a stretch, but that's what they're going with. I mean, you know, and I, and I've always said this about Netflix. I just think Netflix is about quantity, not quality. Cause they just, green light almost everything and there's even running jokes on tv shows where netflix green lights everything so it, it's become a running joke now on other tv programs you know rick and morty has made fun of it south park's made fun of it people just make fun of the fact that netflix just has so much content that they don't even care if, if it's good or bad or if it's one word titles they just put it out there they don't care well, I gotta be honest with you. Every streaming service is like that. Even like Roku Channel, which is free, has a ton of content. But man, Netflix, I tried out like a couple months ago just to see some of the new stuff. I got overwhelmed. I yeah, mean, overwhelmed. I'll look at the screen. Go, oh my gosh, I can't. Yeah. You know, too much. And oh. people make jokes. People make jokes on TikTok about you search longer than you watch something on Netflix. You're searching for something to watch longer than you are watching something on Netflix. When you finally do pick something. And they even have the the play now button or play anything now button on Netflix where you just click it and it just starts playing something. And I think a lot of that has to do with the fact that people were probably like, I, it just takes forever to find something. So now you're almost like, well, maybe they'll pick something based off of my recommendations or, you know, matches of my recommendations. So it's gotten to the point now where it's becoming even a joke to Netflix where they have a play anything button and you just click it instead of having to search for something. You click that and you get something that you may or may not like, but you're going to get something at least. Uh, yeah, it, it's overwhelming. Hey, it's a good, it's a good time to be alive, I guess, if you like that stuff. But I mean, even like Paramount Plus, and you know, we, we got to close up. But you know, Paramount Plus is announcing they're throwing a, a ton more movies and everything. Yeah. yeah, I guess it's good. You know, if you're spending money on a streaming service, have stuff. I mean, I right. have a free trial to Apple. Plus, and although I like stuff like Ted Lasso and the, um, what's it called, the the morning show with Anderson, Reese Witherspoon, and Steve Carell, I, I mean, the only problem I have with that is they have like eight new shows, and that's it. Right. But, yeah, but they don't have a lot. They don't have anything, hardly. Whereas Netflix has too much. Apple TV Plus doesn't have a lot. HBO Max has a lot. Peacock doesn't have a ton of things, but they have a lot of, you know, nostalgia series. And then Paramount Plus, like like you just said, you know, has flooded the uh, you know the market with a lot of new movies and new shows and things like that. So, yeah, it's uh, it's it's overwhelming on some and underwhelming on others. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I'm just overwhelmed now. It's amazing. So, <laughs> well, hey, thanks for your time. I, we went long. I'm looking at the clock, going, "Oh crap, I got to hurry." Uh, but yeah, as always, it's fun to talk about pop culture. Hey, this is going to be on. This is a bonus episode. So if you're listening to this, thanks for checking us out. Hey, tell your friends. There's a reason to subscribe. It's good. Yeah. And as always, support our sponsors. Again, this is, you know, sometimes I'll admit to you, I listen to shows where they're like, support our sponsors. And you're like, I don't care about these sponsors. We got good sponsors. Uh, Chase Bank, they're going to put money in your account. Hey, it'll help pay off your subscription to our our podcast. You know, sign for accounts are going to drop two hundred twenty five bucks. You'll save on furniture, fashion furniture. Thanks for checking us out, and, and please share us with your friends. 
And thanks for checking out the Highland. Have a great day. Hi, I'm Jennifer Mooney. Welcome to what is our new Hope Interrupted podcast based on the work from our book, Hope Interrupted, that I co-authored with my good friend, Byron McCauley. Hey, Jennifer. You know, I'm looking forward to this podcast as much as I was look, looking forward to writing this book with you. We hope to interview some uh, high-impact folks as well as have a little fun. We're going to cover stories of hope. To learn more about our podcast and our book, please visit www.hopeinterrupted.com.